some cases have more than volunteers. After the shooting in Texas, church leaders responded by calling for the religious community to keep its faith. When attacks of hate and terror happen in our places of worship, it shakes us to the core. We must beg God for His mighty hand of protection on our nation and the world. May God be with the victims in church in this shooting, Ronnie Floyd, senior pastor at Cross Church in Arkansas, and one of President Trump's evangelical advisors, wrote on Twitter. Robert Jeffress, a pastor at First Baptist Church in Dallas and another of Trump's evangelical advisors, echoed Floyd in an interview with Fox News on Monday morning. First of all, the key to healing is to have a hope that transcends this tragedy. And I think this church and many churches have that hope. I think when we're going through a storm like this, this tragedy, there's some lights, some truths that we can focus on, Jeffress said. Such is the nature of the Christian faith, Stetzer said. When people go to church, they weren't signing up to die. The whole Christian life is about living in life of eternity. They went from worshiping in a church to now worshiping forever in heaven, he said. On moments like this, we don't have all the answers, but neither are we hopeless, because we do believe that ultimately there's an eternity before us, and they got there much sooner than everybody expected. Texas officials say before massacre, gunmen had threatened his mother-in-law, who attended the church, by Eva Ruth Moravec and Mark Berman. In the Washington Post National Section, I'm Sam Scholl. Sutherland Springs, Texas The massacre here that killed more than two dozen people, the youngest of them just 18 months old, occurred amid an ongoing domestic situation involving the gunman and his relatives, at least one of whom had attended the church, law enforcement officials said Monday. While authorities have not publicly identified a motive for the attack, they emphasize that the shooting did not appear to be fueled by racial or religious issues as has been the case during other rampages at houses of worship. Instead, they pointed to the gunman's issues with his relatives, saying he had sent threatening texts to his mother-in-law. This was not racially motivated. It wasn't over religious beliefs, Freeman Martin, a regional director with the Texas Department of Public Safety, said at a news briefing. There was a domestic situation going on within the family and the in-laws. While the gunman's mother-in-law had attended the church, she was not there when the shooting occurred, officials said. Investigators have scoured the gunman's background since he opened fire Sunday morning inside the First Baptist Church outside San Antonio, searching for clues as the stories of those massacred begin to emerge. There were 26 people killed in the church attack, the latest in a seemingly unending series of mass attacks in supposedly safe public spaces. The dead included eight relatives spanning three generations in a single family. While authorities had initially said the victims ranged in age from 5 to 72, they said Monday that those people were the wounded and that the death toll encompassed even younger and older people. Inside the church, the deceased actually ranged from 18 months to 77 years of age, Martin said. The family that lost eight relatives said one of them was a one-year-old girl killed in the attack. Another 20 people were wounded at the church, 10 of whom remained in critical condition Monday, Martin said. Texas officials identified the attacker as 26-year-old Devin Patrick Kelly of New Braunfels, about 35 miles north of Sutherland Springs. They said the former Air Force member shot at the churchgoers with a Ruger assault-style rifle before coming under fire from a local man. Martin praised the efforts of two good Samaritans who responded to the shooting, saying that a resident who lives near the church heard what was happening and began firing his own rifle at the attacker, hitting him at least once. Kelly dropped his rifle, jumped in his Ford Expedition, and fled, Martin said. Our Texas hero flagged down another young Texan, hopped into his vehicle, and they chased Kelly, Martin said. It was, act now, ask questions later, said the truck's driver, Johnny Langendorf. During the chase, Kelly called his father on his cell phone to say he had been shot and didn't think he was going to make it. 
Martin said. Kelly shot himself, though the exact cause of his death will be determined after an autopsy, Martin said. Three guns were recovered Sunday, according to authorities. A Ruger rifle and two handguns. One a Glock, and another a Ruger, inside Kelly's vehicle. He had purchased a total of four guns during each of the last four years, officials said. Precisely how Kelly obtained his guns remained a key question for investigators. Kelly had been court-martialed in 2012 and sentenced to a year in military prison for assaulting his spouse and child, making him part of a long line of mass attackers or suspects with domestic violence in their pasts. He was reduced in rank and released with a bad conduct discharge in 2014. Kelly had sought and failed to obtain a permit allowing him to carry a concealed weapon, officials said. He had an unarmed private security license, akin to what a security guard at a concert would have, Martin said. In televised interviews, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, Republican, said it appeared the church was intentionally targeted, rather than chosen at random, but said there were more unknowns than there are knowns.